welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. I want to talk a little bit about, seeing as the media is not touching it, the Durham Report and what the FBI and the DOJ have done to Donald Trump and are continuing to do to Donald Trump because they fear him. So uh, Bo Deedle was on WABC this morning, and I, I listened. This guy's a former New York City police officer, a New Yorker through and through. He was on with Sid Rosenberg, and they were going down the line on Biden. And uh, Deedle said, Biden, he's a scumbag. I'd like to punch him in the face. And Rosenberg agreed. And Deedle said, you know, I would do to him what so-and-so did on uh, to a guy on Goodfellas. And, you know, I didn't see Goodfellas, but it was it was rough. And I'm thinking to myself, these guys are talking about punching the president of the United States in the face. They must want a, a visit from the, the Secret Service. But anyways, great. And, you know, he said he's, the guy's never, ever been honest. And he's never, ever. Biden, in his 50 years in Congress and, you know, four years or eight years as vice president, he he's never been an honest guy. He's never been a sharp guy, as Trump has pointed out. Forget about the the uh, the cognition problems and the, the cognitive issues or lack thereof. It's not about that. He's got the guy lacks integrity. He, he's not honest. He's not truthful. We know he's on the take or was probably still is uh, from Red China, from the Ukraine, and probably other sources. His son is as dirty as he is. They're scumbags, as Bo Deedle pointed out. So anyway, this uh, James Comer. Republican from Kentucky, he chairs the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability. He said the FBI still has not responded to a subpoena to hand over an unclassified document that details allegations of a bribery scheme involving President Biden back when he's Obama's VP. Comer issued this subpoena for the document May 3rd. Here we are. It's May 24th as I record this. Over three weeks, giving the FBI a deadline of noon, May 10th, to turn it over. Well, they missed the deadline. You know, this uh, in the document, which an FBI whistleblower alleges contains details of an arrangement between Biden and a foreign uh, adversary involving an exchange of money for policy decisions, still is not in Comer's hands because the FBI thinks it's above the law. They think they can go after President Trump. They can go after conservatives. But they don't like it when they're on the hot seat, when they're being being investigated. They don't respect anybody in Congress, is what Comer told Fox. They've been able to get away with this for a long time. And the media turns the other way. Senate Republicans continue to fund the FBI. Now, I've, I'm hearing talk of the FBI being disbanded. I think the FBI in its, in its present form has got to go. It's no good. It investigates people with whom uh, it disagrees politically. It's, a, it's an organ of the Democratic machine in Washington. They do Biden's bidding, and Obama's before him. We see how they've, they've gone after Trump, how they investigated Trump and all Republicans, conservatives in general, but Trump in particular. And they've gotten away with it. It's unbelievable. We need to investigate the investigators, and that's what Comer and the Republicans in the House are doing. Anyway, um, and in this this Durham report, nobody's talking about it. Nobody but Mitt Fox and Newsmax is talking about it. I mean, Durham lays out in lavender the, the Democratic machine, the FBI, the DOJ, Obama's FBI and DOJ. Biden was part of it. James Clapper, John Brennan, the whole uh, Jim Comey, all of them. And the dossier that was paid for by the Clinton campaign was all bogus. We knew it then. 
Everybody knew it was phony. And they used that as a pretext to investigate Trump. They said, oh, he's being, he's, he's colluding with, uh, with Putin and Russia. They knew it was fake. Obama and Biden, when they were briefed on this from the FBI, they, everybody knew it was, it was bogus. But they went along with it anyway. And now it's out in the open. Are heads going to roll? Probably not. Nothing ever happens. But there's so much to talk about. I don't want to uh, get into the weeds too deeply on that. I just thought I'd bring that to your attention. There is a report on, um, where did I get this? I forget where I got I think Newsmax. Fox News has been imposing wokeness in its ranks for at least two years. This according to guidelines in a leaked copy of an employee handbook. The Daily Signal, with the news page of the Heritage Foundation, reported Monday Fox's employee bathrooms are gender neutral. And they embrace, fully embrace this woke gender ideology. Now, when you read this about Fox, you can see why Tucker Carlson got the boot. There's a lot more to it than that. But I mean, the statement from a Fox News spokesman said the following. Fox News Media is compliant with all human rights laws mandated by the cities and states in which we operate, including New York and California, two communist states. I should know. I live in one of them. The handbook was first issued in 2021, allows employees to use bathrooms that align with their gender identity. Staff are also encouraged to dress in alignment with their preferred gender, and that employees must be addressed by their preferred name and pronouns in the workplace. Well, Carlson probably didn't do that. And I'll read you the, uh, this is sickening. Employees who are transitioning their gender have the right to be open about their transition if they so choose and to work in an environment free of harassment, discrimination, or retaliation and without fear of consequences or transphobia for living openly. That's a lot of nonsense. Look, there are two genders. There are, there's male and female. And that's it. I don't care what Fox says or anybody else or Target, which we'll get to the uh, the giant retailer in a minute, but the handbook citing the LGBTQ organization Human Rights Campaign defines a slew of terms, including cisgender, gender expression, gender fluid, gender identity, gender non-conforming, gender transition, LGBTQ, non-binary, and transgender. And on it goes. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's just unbelievable. The network also offers to help employees come up with a workplace transition plan to ease their gender transition at work. You know what? Uh, uh, There's so much here I want to say I'm going to lose my mind with this stuff because it's of the devil. It is demonic. They admit it. Some of these people on the left admit it's demonic. I'll give you an example. I mentioned Target. It has gone to hell, as one writer put it for WorldNet Daily, to get a new designer for its pride products choosing avowed Satanist Abpralin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, it's no big loss. A-B-P-R-A-L-L-E-N, who claims Satan loves you. And much better than that, Satan respects pronouns. There you are. All this pronoun business is of the devil. Breitbart has published a report that explains, among other items in its pride line, the mega retailer carries Abpralin's Cure Transphobia sweatshirt, which bears the message, Cure Transphobia, not trans people. The report explains that uh, Abpralin mixes up Satanism with its LGBT activism, stating online, Satan loves you and respects who you are. You're important and valuable in this world, and you deserve to treat yourself with love and respect. First of all, Satan does not love you. Satan hates you. Satan spends every 
waking moment, every waning moment, trying to destroy you. He hates you. He hates your family. He hates your wife or your your husband. He hates your children. He tries to break up families, split nations apart. He's doing a good job with America, isn't he? He does not love you. That's his. That's one of the biggest, the the biggest uh, tricks he plays on people. That he somehow loves you. That the world loves you. Well, maybe the world does love you, but we are not to be part of this world. We know our shepherd. The shepherd knows his sheep. We are not of this world. You should not feel comfortable in this world because it's not our home. It may be a Pralin's home. He's going to have a different home, though, when he leaves this earth. Anyway, the statement continues. LGBT, uh, LGBT plus people are so often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will. Well, they are. So fine. He says, we'll hang with Satan instead. So naturally, Satan respects pronouns. He loves all LGBT plus people. So one of the products from Apralin is a pin featuring the image of the demon Baphomet. I think I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, with a claim to respect pronouns. The company's owner, company, we're talking about Target, a self-described gay trans man, basically a homosexual, his name is Eric, claimed coming up with this phrase really helped make Apralin what it is today. Well, you know, that's it for me shopping at, at Target. And I'll pass the word to my wife. There is so much in this world that's upside down. We know it. As Christians, we know it. We know the battle is being waged in the heavenlies. It's spiritual, and it's being uh, manifest in so many different areas, as I've said before. You can't get just focused on politics, although it's being waged in the political realm as well. This uh, I want to met- make mention of this young man, a former Marine, Daniel Penny, who uh, unfortunately took the life of this nutcase on a, on a subway train who was threatening passengers. He spoke to the New York Post over the weekend, gave them an interview, and he claimed the hold he put Jordan Neely in while they were riding on the subway had nothing to do with race and that he is not a white supremacist. See, the communists in our midst are trying to spread this, this rumor that that Penny's a white nationalist or, or a racist. He's got, I mean, I don't know what's in the guy's heart, but he said race had nothing to do with it. Neely had been acting threateningly. He'd had over 40 arrests. It's New York's uh, lack of putting criminals or keeping criminals in prison that that caused Neely's death. And they're going to cause a lot more deaths like this if they don't start keeping these people behind bars where they belong. He'd been arrested over 40 times. He didn't die on the subway. He lost consciousness and later died. But these leftists... You know, they got this platform to spread their, their false narratives, make it everything about race. And this whole narrative has gotten even more bizarre with CNN's weighing in on the incident by calling Neely unhoused, whatever that means. They, they, they say he's crazy. He did what any self-respecting man would do. I don't know about a cisgender or LGBTQ+, LGBTQ+ but he did what he had to do to protect the people on that subway train. It's unfortunate that Neely had to die, but he was acting threateningly to these people. The Reverend Al Sharpton, you know, how many years since Tawana Brawley? It's been 40 years since that that mess, and he's still doing it. He delivered the, the eulogy for Neely on Friday. I'm not going to even read you. What he said is it makes no sense. He's, he's ridiculous. He has his own radio show in New York City. This guy doesn't have brain number one. Uh, you know, anyway, 
Neely was on a New York City, I'm looking at this report here from the New York Post. He was on a New York City Department of Homeless Services list of the city's homeless and acute with acute needs, sometimes referred to internally as the top 50 list because people on the list tend to disappear. That's what a source told CNN. There's a lot more of this story. CNN also left out another detail from this funeral, which is that Rep. Uh, Alexandria Cortez attended in a black SUV protected by security and then took selfies with others in attendance. They see it as a photo op, these leftist politicians. They could care less about Neely, but they'll, they'll make you think they care so much, so deeply about the young, young black man who was killed. But they could care less. They don't care about anybody but themselves and getting reelected. Sharpton, I don't know how, why Sharpton is still around or why he has a radio show. I, I can't figure out. I, I'm trying to get a radio show and I can't get one. This, this moron gets a, has a radio show. Guy's never had a job in his life. I've read somewhere he never had a, a, a driver's license, and he's like 66, seven years old, whatever he is. Just unbelievable. So much here to talk about, and uh, I'm over time here. I'm beyond what I got to do, but there's so much, and I'm sure when I end this, I'll, I'll forget about the things I wanted to discuss. The main thing is this this Durham report, and uh, it's just, it's just un- unbelievable what's happening in our country. And the media is part of it. They are part of it. What do you do when you have the FBI, the DOJ, the current president, a former president, as dirty as a day is long? And it's like we're watching a a, a movie or an episode of 24. It's like the, the government is supposed to be protecting us and they're they're evil. Everything they do is wrong, in my in my view. What do you do? The Bible tells us we're we're supposed to follow the uh the secular authorities. We're supposed to follow their uh their authority, because that's what God wants. God gives the, those that kind of authority to governments, and we are to to uh, basically follow the law, and that's what law-abiding Americans try to do. We try to do. It's getting more difficult because the government doesn't follow its own laws, so that encourages lawlessness. When your government is lawless, you find citizens becoming lawless. You have a new IRS whistleblower. I'll mention this on the next show because we're out of time. Uh, he came forward, and now he's in trouble. A second IRS whistleblower has come forward about Hunter Biden. But what's going to happen to Hunter Biden? Well, you know, this this investigation into Hunter Biden has been going on, I think, for about five years. Nothing has happened yet. He should be in prison after going through the uh, the process, of course, getting his his day in court. But it's just nothing ever seems to happen. All these investigations, left and right, you know, Republicans investigating Adam Schiff, or Schiff, I should say. Shifty Schiff is going to be uh, taken out of Congress. He's going to be expelled. I doubt if that's ever going to happen. I know Marjorie Taylor Greene in the in the House is uh, writing up articles of impeachment against uh, Joe Biden and against Christopher Wray, FBI director. We'll see how far that gets. I'm sure some Republicans, the uh, Freedom Caucus in the House, will follow suit, but they won't get any support in the Senate from Republicans. A lot of Republicans won't go along with it. The Lindsey Grahams and the Mitch McConnells of the world won't go along with it. So we're at square one. The presidential uh, sweepstakes heating up. I, you know, We know Trump and uh, DeSantis will probably announce soon, if not this week, maybe next. Uh, Tim Scott announced this week. Uh, Haley Barber a week or two ago. or Not Haley Barber. Uh, Nikki Haley. 
And who else is in it? Uh, Rivik Ramaswamy, who I really like. Ramaswamy is saying all the right things. 37 years old, self-made millionaire. Uh, I, I just, I heard something today. Again, WABC in New York City, Rich Kelly has a show on Newsmax as well. He does afternoons on ABC. And he said something that was pretty poignant. He said, can you imagine any of these people? Tim Scott's a nice guy. Good, you know, good politician, conservative, Christian man, or Nikki Haley, or and even Ramaswamy. Can you imagine any one of these guys, or even DeSantis, sitting alongside Vladimir Putin? No. And I couldn't. The only guy I can think who would who could do that and who has done it is Donald Trump. He is the man for the job right now. Yes, he has flaws. Every man does. He's got baggage. But he's got a lot of uh, gravitas. He's got chutzpah. And he's the guy we want. He's the guy I want. And I think, I know, you know, he's got a ceiling, 40%, 42% or whatever. But it's going to get real interesting real soon because I think there are six or seven Republicans in the race already. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't picture Biden even making it to the finish line. But hey, we'll talk more about it in a future show. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. If you want to contact me directly, it's Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the BMG network.com. Check out all the fine programming we have for you. Some tremendous podcasters on the BMG network. My daughter, I got to give her a shout out, Madeline with uh, the essentials with Maddie Flint. She is just so talented. And, and so are some of the other folks up on there, up on the, uh, on the site, check it out the BMG network, because there's really nothing locally here in the upstate region to listen to on the radio. Radio is dead. And I mean, it is deader than a mackerel here in the Albany region. There is just nothing to which to listen. I mean, it's it's really sad because the business has, has dried up, at least here locally. Maybe it's better where you are. But podcasting is the, the wave of the future. A lot of people do, are doing it. All the big names are doing it as well. Uh, check us out again, the bmgnetwork.com. Thanks for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flitt.